Man, good-looking crowd this morning. Hallelujah. If you love Jesus, just make a joyful noise this morning. That's all right. Yeah. Doesn't have to sound good. It's just a joyful noise. You know, when authentic joy comes, you're not too worried about how you sound, are you? No. You'd be at this football game they're going to play this afternoon. They'll be making all kinds of weird noises. Yeah, just sound off when you're ready. When are you ready? Be ready in season? Out of season? Inside out? Right side in? Doesn't make any difference. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And when you do that, I promise you, you are going to walk in such goodness and mercy all the days of your life. You're not going to be so worried about what's happening out there. You'll be focused on what's happening in here. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Well, I want to thank Pastor Barb for allowing me to come up here and speak with you all this morning. Um, I'm going to talk to you about the keys of sharing the gospel. That's what Pastor Barb's been preaching on week after week after week after week. We need unity, right? We need to be salt and light to the world, amen? Got to do these things, right? But what I would say about how we do things in the body of Christ shouldn't be any different in here as they are out. Oh, that's right. I'm the same person whether I'm here or if I'm there. Am I the same person here and there? Yes. And so sometimes we kind of make sharing the gospel like this, oh, I got to share the gospel. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Pastor Barb said I should talk to people about Jesus. You know, if it's that I don't think that's what she's talking about. She's just saying, be yourself out there in the world. Don't try to be anything different out there than you are in here. The same gospel you received in here is the same gospel you share out there. There was a reason you came to Christ, right? It shouldn't be something different than what you ordinarily are. You don't have to know the these, the thys, the therefores, and the whyfores, and the, all of that, and the Greek, and the Hebrew, and all these different things. What you need to know is that you're saved by grace. I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And you know, at the end of the day, we all have one thing in common. <laughs> well, not everybody has Jesus in common. And therein lies the problem for those who haven't, right? We all have a sin nature. We all have the nature of sin in us. So let's just say it this way. Anybody in here who has not sinned since you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Just go ahead. And, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Anthony. Bring it. Here, take the microphone, sir, because you have something to tell us. Raise your hand. Everybody get away because lightning may strike in that general area this morning. It's interesting, isn't it? We all have a sinful nature. The Bible says there is not one good among you. And so there is a cause for Christ in our life. Jesus didn't overcome sinning. He overcame the influence of a sinful nature. 
You see, that makes uh, the gospel message a little easier to convey, doesn't it? It does. It helps you identify with really what you've received. Now, there are many benefits associated with receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but to bring someone into the body of Christ is to simplify the fact that, listen, we are all in this sinful nature together, and there is a cause for Christ in every person's life. And it's not about the do's and the don'ts and the why's and the therefores. You should do everything you could do to live a moral life as unto God. But at the same time, you should also understand that no matter how good you are, there's still a cause for Christ in your life. I stand before you with this weird microphone thing in my hand and having to convey a message to you to tell you there is a cause for Christ in my life. There always has been, there always will be, and that is my message to myself and to my world. There's nobody that knows Paul, this guy, that does not know that I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. It's not even an exception. I bring it into my workplace. I bring it into my family dynamics. I bring it everywhere because I'm not different than what I am here out there. Is that making sense to you guys? So if that's the case, why would I be afraid to be who God has created me to become? I just de-identify with a lot of the other worthless stuff I used to do. And I identify with who I am in Christ, whose I am, which is Christ's, right? So it's not about me. It's not about all that. To Christ, it's all about me. To Christ, it's all about you. To Christ, it's all about that person. All about that. But we've got to realize that if it's all about how good or bad I can be, because I've seen so many Christians, good Christian people, and they slip, they stumble, they fall, they, 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 they fall short of the glory of God, and it becomes a very public thing, right? And all of a sudden, it's like, well, I can't. I'm not qualified to go and minister to that person. Look what, look what I did. Huh. Why not look at what Jesus did? Why not look at what Jesus did? I couldn't get anybody other than one person who is a liar over here. <laughs> I know him like my brother. <laughs> We're all liars. We all are. We lie to ourselves. We lie to each other to create a story to justify the situation we're in. We do. And so therefore, you know, I'm this way because of what happened to me in my whole story. And if I drop that story, then who do I become? See what I'm saying? Anybody here got a story to tell? Yeah. You got to keep proving it. You know, I remember when I was a kid, you know, I'd tell a lie, right? So you tell one lie to one person, right? And then the other person comes around, and then they're validating your, oh, yeah, so, yeah, no, that's exactly how it happened. And all of a sudden, you start to realize you're creating this whole story of lies. It's like, oh, my goodness, I hope nobody finds out about this. It's a lot of effort to tell a lot of lies, isn't it? 
lot to remember, right? Because, of course, people are going to want to fact check your lie, right? Your story. Right? And here we go, man. It's like, oh, man, my finances are this way and this is that way. And my boss doesn't understand me. And if only people could do this for me, then I could do that. And, man, I signed up that one time to serve in the ministry at the church. And then somebody else didn't show up. And that made me feel bad. Now I had to do twice amount to work. And, uh, oh, my goodness, what a story to tell. Yeah, I'll tell you, we've all been there. I tell you, this guy's still telling stories all the time. I'm just being truthful with you. There's nothing missing or broken in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Start with that. Start to unravel your story. Start receiving all the benefits that God has for your life. Amen? See, that's the gospel message you want to be able to share. You can let the cards fall the house of cards. Just let them fall. It'll be okay. You have an identity in Jesus Christ. Your neighbor has an identity in Jesus Christ. Your friend has an identity in Jesus Christ. I promise you that. Where you'll be able to let go of all of the past. And behold, everything becomes brand new in your life. And I know it sounds too good to be true. It just sounds too good to be true. But I stand here as a man of God before you and tell you it's not too good to be true. You can, I'm telling you, you can find your identity in Jesus Christ, and so can your neighbor, and so can their friend, and their friend, and their friend. But if we're not careful, we're going to disqualify ourselves from sharing the true gospel with our friends and our neighbors. Matthew 5, 13 through 16, it says, You are the salt of the earth. Say, I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world. Say, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. That'd be foolish. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds. Say, I've got good deeds. It says, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Everyone. In your influence, everyone. But let me say it this way, because Pastor Barb actually brought this up last couple of weeks. How much salt does it take to properly season this much food? How much? Is it this much salt? <gasps> no. No. You put this much salt on this much food... Lord Jesus, why is my blood pressure up so high? This tastes disgusting. Salt is for seasoning. Salt is to enhance the flavors of a, a life. 
Sometimes you can be so God conscious that you're no earthly good anymore. It'll all be about doing all the good stuff and oh my goodness, and you know, you every every situation's gotta, you know, go in that direction. No, it says just salt, be seasoned, be the seasoning in people's lives. It's not to control people. It's not to force people into something. It's not to become something different than I am all of a sudden overnight. No, you're to be discipled with seasoning. What were you told as a kid when you'd have the eclipse? Were you supposed to look directly into the sun? No. Too much light can be blinding. It's all about the brightness of my light. I got to be brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Well, there is balance in everything that we do. You still got to get up and you got to go earn a living for your household and your family, don't you? Yeah, you got to do that. But I can also tell you I can be a light in my job. You know, for myself... You know, I, I decided to go get educated, and I decided to become a leader in what I do, right? So that means I have a lot of people that work for me, depend on me, and so on and so forth. That does not change who I am at work. I used to work for one, well, probably, if not the biggest healthcare company in the entire state, pretty darn close to it. And one day I had uh, the HR manager reach out to me. She said, well, hey, uh, this person reported that you, you know, were talking to them about God. And I said, oh, I said, okay, yeah, no, I, that absolutely happens every day. Yeah, no, that happens. So then my boss calls me in, and he sits me down. He says, well, you know, you made this person feel uncomfortable. Oh, I made that person feel uncomfortable for being myself? Hmm. Well, the last time I had a conversation with that person, that person told me about all the crazy stuff they did all weekend long. That made me feel uncomfortable. So what are we going to do now? See, I wasn't to the point where I was being disrespectful. Right? I'm not dumping salt on the situation. I'm not trying to sweep it under the rug and make up another story, right, over here, my other story, over here, my sub story, <laughs> that i got to keep track of all the details on. I don't have to be somebody that I'm not. You don't have to be someone you're not. No. You just be who God's story is for your life. Seasoning, though, right? Light that illuminates so that you can actually see what's going on, not blinding other people around you. I'm going to read this next scripture, and man, I was like, God, why do you want this next one in there? Like, I was going back and forth with God a little bit. But this is going to bring contrast. You all ready for contrast? Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5. You should know this, Timothy, then the, and you and me, 
And in the last days, there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud. They'll scoff at God to be disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving loving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. The devil made me do that, praise the Lord. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends and be reckless and puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They'll act. There's the story, right? They'll act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Talking about you, talking about me, talking about them. It says stay away from people like that. Stay away from people like that. Anybody in here want to be godly? I do. I do. I do. But I'll tell you one thing. What makes it, what, what, what gets stirred against a Christian, I mean a truly godly man or woman of God, is when they're in this world that is focused on the very things that I was reading to you, and it's contrary to their heart. So now they're cut, and they're going, well, wait, oh, something's not right, and I can't fit in, and, and all of a sudden anxiety and depression and worry and all these other things start to get all stirred up inside of us. And I'll tell you, once you get into that cycle, it's hard to break that cycle, isn't it? But if you, if you just grab a hold of what I just read, and you begin to understand that there is an evil system at work in this earth, and that sometimes you can't put your finger on that thing, and yet it continues to happen, and it continues to influence you, and it continues to create another story in your life. I'm telling you, you become double-minded. You become all unstable in your ways. And I'm telling you, God's story for you can take over that story. We win, guys. I'll tell you what, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you win. You cannot lose. You are completely unstoppable. At some point in our walk, because this is another thing that can get in the way, is we haven't really decided yet. We haven't decided yet that my outcome is based on the finished work of Jesus Christ. I decide that. I begin my day with that. I do everything as unto the Lord. I don't do it unto myself anymore. We've got to get into the mindset that I am filled with the glory of God for the works of God to flow through me. That's the story. That's the gospel. God's got a plan for you. God has already written it. God knew you before. There was a before, 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 and before that. You were in the heart, the mind of God. He has a plan for you. But we've got to realize there's a system out there that is broken. We can't look unto the government for our answers. We just cannot. 
Republican, independent, Democrat, I don't care what it is. If you're looking for them to provide you with the answers that you're looking for, you've got to begin to see the difference there. That's a worldly system. It is trained and equipped to do exactly what it's trained and equipped to do. It's to fulfill a broken system. A system that has to fail because it's not governed by the affairs of God. That's the importance of the church. That's why you're here today. You're here to be equipped to say, man, life, I'm no longer going to maintain 15 stories about who I say I am and what they said I was. And Forget all that stuff. That's not who you are. You're not your thoughts. You're not your feelings. And you're not what's happened to you. You're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. That's what you are. And if you decide that, you become the same person here as you are out there. It's just like, man, live. I, God's got a story for me. It's a wonderful story. He takes care of me in the beginning, the middle, and the end. And someday, he's going to wipe away every tear from my eye. Y'all know how much we can suffer, right? Just in a day-to-day -day life, right? Imagine the world without Christ. And I'm talking about the whole world without Christ. You guys have got a story to share, don't you? You sure do. God's got a story to share with you, and it is all good news. John 3 16 to 18. It says, For this is how God loved the world. And I love the first two words. He gave. He gave. He didn't take. He gave. He says that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him, his son, Jesus, will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, hmm, but to save the world through him. It says right here, there is no judgment against anybody, anywhere, at any time, who believes in his son. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. The gospel is not just a story to tell, it's a life to live. It's an empowerment to the human being that would receive it. At that moment, you could say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can abandon my old way of living. I can abandon my old uh, story that I've told myself, that my mom told me I was, that my dad told me I was, or told me I wasn't. 
My father not being in my home, I have a heavenly father. I am made whole in everything. I forgive everyone. I owe nothing to anyone but to love them. They owe me nothing back but to love me back. I'm free. He whom the Son sets free entirely. From what? Well, from the Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5 old scenario. That's out there working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They'll traffic people. They'll bring drugs into your homes. They'll, I mean, they'll commit heinous crimes against society. They'll create terror and terrorism around the world. You think they're hiding somewhere? No. <laughs> they're going to keep doing what they're going to keep doing. But recognize that because of that work that's out there and because we haven't really decided yet that I'm going to follow Jesus, that that will war inside of you. It's a spiritual war that we're fighting. And so every effort of, oh my goodnesses and oh my goshes and oh that's a terrible thing and oh my gosh, the water's going to get spoiled and the oceans are going to fill up over the top and we're going to, you know, have oceanfront property here in Arizona and you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's a lot of problems out there. Holy moly, is there a lot of problems out there. But don't forget, we all have one thing in common. And that's our sinful nature and a need for Christ. Every one of us. Every one of us. Take inventory of your own life as I take inventory of my own life. And I say, hey, listen, man, I'm still making up a story over here that I got to explain and I got to deal with. And, you know, this is just never going to go away. Oh, yes, it can. Oh, yes, it will. Oh, yes. Oh, I say yes and amen to those who believe. I, 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 I believe I could ask God for anything in, in his son's name, and he would do it for me. Decide those things. Decide that. Begin with your ultimate end in mind. That I am working towards nothing missing and nothing broken in the finished work of Jesus Christ. In every area of my life, may my light that God gives me, ignites me with, have illuminating effect in every area of my life. May everything my hands touch be blessed of God. And don't get caught up in the fact that it didn't change like that. Miracles happen. Every single day. And God is not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of his word. If God said it, he decided that long time ago. God created everything. And it says on the seventh day, he was seated and God has never gotten up from his finished work. Jesus had work to do.
And it said that he gave his only son. And Jesus came and completed that work. And isn't it interesting that he was then seated at the right hand of the Father and hasn't gotten up since. He is at complete rest with his finished work. What if we became joint heirs with Christ? What the Bible says we can do. And we decided like Jesus decided. We decided like God decided that nothing by any means shall harm me ever again. That I could walk into the fire and there would be no, no burn, no smell of smoke, in fact, I'd be wearing the very clothes that I walked into the fire with. Life's not about the struggle. It's about receiving Christ in every area of our lives. Letting go of the need of our earthly story. This guy could be laying on his deathbed. And if I am to go out, it would be out with faith. Knowing that God would heal me. I would go out with, if I could still talk, looking that nurse in the eye and telling her, that Jesus loves her. Let go of your story. Embrace the good news of the gospel, of the good news of Jesus Christ. You see, this is not a hard thing to do, is it? The hardest thing to do is make the decision and begin to harness all of your energy and all of your efforts towards this one thing and allow the word to perfect your faith, perfect you as a human being and to become something and do things greater than even Jesus accomplished here on the earth. Second Timothy 2, 22 to 26. Run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Oh, man. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. What if you just got up and did those things every day? Enjoy the companionship of all these people sitting in this room this morning. Don't make it a burden. Don't be a stick in the mud. Let them minister to you as you minister to them. And man, alive, I'll tell you, it's just, it goes like a wildfire. It goes on in 23. It says, again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. 
get out of the thys and the therefores and the why fours and the Greek and the Hebrew. I mean, if, if, if you're into that, great. But don't let that replace the true gospel message. Servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everybody. Be able to teach and be patient with, oh, difficult people. You know any of those people? I promise you the difficult people have a story that they have to maintain. I can tell you that. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Doesn't say you'll change their hearts. Huh. See, in sharing the gospel, I don't have to get caught up in the results. I just got to get caught up in being myself, the, my true story, and letting that light shine and put a little seasoning here and there and let God do the work. It says, then they'll, become, then they'll come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. You ever been in the devil's trap? A couple times I've put a photo up here of a donkey tied to a lawn chair. You remember that? Yeah. Don't get conditioned by the rope. Promise you that donkey could drag that chair everywhere it wanted to go. It's freer than it would ever know. Good stuff, isn't it? So scripture in the Bible talks about don't get worried about the speck in your brother or sister's eye. When you got a doggone log stuck in your eye. Hmm. You know, even in the New Testament, it talked about different moons and festivals, and Paul came right out and said, Don't forbid any of that. Let them do what they're doing. Teach them the gospel. Just tell them that they're free. Tell them that Jesus overcame the influence of sin in their life. You see what I mean? Don't worry about the church down the street over here or over there and how they do that. Question to me, do they believe in the gospel? Yeah. God's not as interested in the methods as he is in the message. Always remember that. Paul says, I become all things to all people that I might win some. <laughs> he didn't say that I win them all, that I would just win some. Because Paul knew that other people would become all things to all people too. And he knew you would and I would and everybody else would. And we can all do things together and organize it all for the good of the world. Amen. Remember, all old things are passed away. Remember that every day when you wake up. Past is the past. You live in eternity, which is this moment right here, all the time, whether in this life or the life to come. You're in eternity. Just be the story that God has for your life. And it's an amazing journey. And you'll learn so much about yourself. You'll learn so much about others. You'll learn, unlearn 
more than you learn. <laughs> He's just over there going, yep. <laughs> You'll unlearn more than you learn because if, if a child can understand the gospel, that's what Jesus said, something tells me there's something pretty simple about this gospel. Last scripture I have for you today is Matthew 10, 16 through 20. It says, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. Oh, yay. That sounds fun. It says, be, be as shrewd as snakes and, oh, yeah, harmless as doves. Huh. It says, but beware. For you will be handed over to the courts and be flogged with whips and synagogues. We may not be dealing with that in this country, but I tell you what, when you're called in front of your boss, when you're called in front of a, you know, whomever, it says you will stand trial before governors and kings or people of power in your life because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other unbelievers about me. When you are arrested... Or when you're in trouble, don't worry about how to respond, what to say. What? I got to have my script. I got to know exactly what I'm going to say. No, you're, you're the same person in trouble, out of trouble, in season, out of season. Don't worry about any of that stuff. It says right here, God will give you the right words at the right time. For it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? Scriptures are very clear that all we have to do is believe and confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and you will be saved. You will be saved. But that's a renewal every day. Today is my day of salvation. If I'm in peril, today is my salvation. If everything's working out great, today is my day of salvation. I have decided. Ask for forgiveness, and God will forgive you. And always remember, God saves not you. Takes all the pressure off. I become all things to all people that I might win some. And never forget that maybe you've got one or two people saved in your ministry here on earth. I believe that when you go before the Father, if you were to look behind you, those two would become a hundred if you teach them the message that I'm speaking this morning because the two would have reached four. The four would have reached eight. The eight would have received, reached 16. You see what I'm saying? Simple math. But if we don't speak the truth, it cannot be heard. And I would just encourage all of you, 
Don't worry about what you're going to say or what you're not going to say. Just be real with people. Share your story. Share what God has done in your life. Share where he's transitioning to you too. And I promise you, you'll get a year or two into this and the very people that would have cursed you to talk to Christ about Christ will be the person that will be calling you on your phone and saying, hey, I, I have a real problem. I don't know what to do. give God a chance to move again it's going to be him that does the work amen well I want to make sure I get to be myself again that all of you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and if you don't this is your opportunity see how natural this is see how easy this is it's easy you know you're saved or you don't know you're saved if you don't know you're saved, we're going to say this prayer. You're going to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you're going to get up tomorrow and say, praise the Lord. Today's my day of salvation again. And I'm going to allow the power and the influence of the gospel to run and rule my life. And I'm going to create a wonderful story for myself and for my family and for everybody I'll ever come in contact with. Let's all bow our heads and let's say this prayer together. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. May the power of the gospel influence every area of my life. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Eyes closed one more moment. If you said that prayer this morning, you meant it with all your heart, just between you and God, just flip your hand up. Between you and God, I see those hands, yeah. And you know what? Doesn't matter that I see them. Matters that He sees them. And He writes your name in the Lamb's book of life. And from this day forward, the power and the influence of the gospel begins to rewrite your story in a way that only God could do. Eyes open, eyes looking around. Isn't God good? Y'all ready to share the gospel in an authentic way? All right, well, let's welcome Pastor Barb.